want you to do that. Just tell somebody next to you. Tell something really nice to somebody. And it might be a stranger. It's okay to greet them. Say, if you've never met them, just say, hi, my name is Pete. Don't say Pete. Say your name. <laughs> greet somebody next to you, in front of you, behind you, wherever you're at. If you're sitting by nobody, greet your spouse. If you haven't said hello to your spouse today, say hello to your spouse. <laughs> All right. Amen. God is good. Amen. I want to get your faith up today. I want to get your blood flowing. I, I think it already is. What an amazing time of worship. I almost, I almost just said, let's just keep going. I'm getting close to that. But let's get into the Word this morning. I want to share with you a few thoughts. Out of the Word, out of, starting out of the book of Ecclesiastes, and I am going to read right out of the New King James Version for this one. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I love this portion of Scripture. I'm going to read two verses. There's really probably eight or I believe it's eight verses that kind of summarize what I want to say this morning. But I said it earlier today. The, the message today is called Break Up. Say Break Up. Remember that song? They say that breaking up is hard to do. Right? How many remember that? You ever have a, anybody ever have somebody break up with you? Let's say when you were in junior high school or high school. Did anybody get broken up with? Yeah. Not the best feeling when you're in eighth grade and somebody either tells you or slips you a note. I don't think they do notes anymore. They probably just text it or something, right? But I want to break up with you. And it's not the best feeling, but it's a breakup. But how many know when we're not talking about that today? We're not talking about so much about breaking up with a person that we love or married to or was thinking about junior high. But I want to really focus on new seasons. I want to talk about how God allows us to go through seasons in our life so that we can break up with things. Amen? How many know if we want, to, if we want God to build up in our lives, we have to break up with some things? There's a lot of things I'm so thankful that I, at one point in my life, I broke up with things in my life. It might have been a thought process. It, it was things in my life that were sin. And we have to break up with these things, these mindsets. And so Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is a beautiful portion of Scripture about seasons and things that have to go and things that come. Let's read the first two verses. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted. So we, first we understand that time is under heaven, right? God is not in time. Rather, time is in God, okay? God has full authority, so it's under him. It's under heaven. We're in time. Heaven doesn't have a clock that says it's, you know, 1104 right now. Okay, so heaven just, it, we are in time. We have seasons. And God has created us to have seasons of change, seasons of moving on in life, seasons of moving forward, so that we don't get stuck in a place. It's, it's that old saying, if you try to do the same thing again and again and again, and you're still not seeing results in your life, then you need to move on. Amen? You need to move forward. That's, that's not the place to be. A time to be born, a time to die. There is a season for all these things to plant and to pluck what is planted, a time of harvest. We're going to stay right there in a minute. We're going to come back to this, but I want to read uh, one other verse. Now go to Psalms chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. 
And if you have a Bible this morning, it's in the book of Psalms. Psalm, right in the middle of your Bible. Just go to the middle. You'll probably land somewhere near Psalms. Okay, Psalms chapter 1, the very beginning. And we're going to read at the first verse. 1-1. One, one. Blessed is the man, or woman, we'll put that in, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I like to read that. Nor sits in the seat of the haters. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and the law he meditates day and night. Now, we had a series we did for the last three weeks, if you were with us, talking about the law versus grace and truth. And so we'll come back to some of that. Verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by the, what's that say, the rivers of water. It's plural. It didn't say a river. It says rivers that brings forth its fruit in its season. Tell somebody next to you that you said hi to. Now tell somebody, say season. Say it's my season. All right, come on. Say it like you really mean it. It's my season. This is my time. Asking God for things in your life. I made a declaration in my life. I said last year, I said, Lord, Wednesday night, I told everybody on this, this Wednesday night. So if you're here Wednesday night, you're going to hear it real quick again. But I said, I, my prayer last year was, Lord, I repented at this altar on a Tuesday morning. And I said, Lord, I repent that as a church, we're not leading more people to Jesus Christ. As the shepherd of this church. Now listen, the the. I mean, the pastor, we, it's not just the pastor's job. I'm saying that as a pastor. All of us are preachers. You're a preacher. So I repented. I said, God, I'm asking for more salvations. I'm asking you to, to do this in my life. Would you? Because I just felt burdened that I want to lead more people to Christ. And God just is doing some amazing things. So we ask. We say it like we mean it. That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What a great way to start the book of Psalm. Whatever. In the Greek, the word whatever means whatever. <laughs> I don't know if they used the word whatever so much back then, but we use it a lot. But it says it right here. Whatever he does shall prosper. You're about to bring forth fruit because it's in your season. What season are you in in life? What season are you standing in right now? Are you stuck in a, in a wintry season? I pray that you're not stuck in a wintry cold season right now. I pray that right now. It is actually spring right now. I pray that things are growing in your life. Things are blooming. Things are coming forward and out of your life. Whatever he does shall prosper. That means if you're doing nothing, you're going to reap nothing. Right? But if you start doing something, something's going to prosper out of your life. If you start believing, start giving, start praying, start, start being raised up in the word, things will prosper, things will grow. How many know in life, we can all say, when you really, really, truly follow Jesus, I mean true, become a true believer, not just a, not an association Christian, I don't want to just associate with Jesus, but I want to truly fellowship with Jesus, things will prosper and things will grow in your life. Amen? It's a very simple recipe, but we complicate it with our lifestyle, with our choices. And so I ask this question, what are you sowing into? 
one of the things that we, we, we've learned on Wednesday nights is we can take a good thing and make it an idol. Idols are, ju- are not just bad things. The Bible says do not what, make things an idol, right? Don't make, put anything above God. If you put something above God, it becomes an idol. All right, if it's more than important to you than God, it's an idol. And so what I've always thought in my mind is like, well, if it's a bad thing, it can become an idol. Like money can become an idol, pride, all these things. But we learned that even good things can be an idol if it becomes more important than God. As a sports fan, sports can become an idol. If I know all the batting averages of my favorite team, but I can't even quote, you know, uh, Matthew 6.33 in my life, I feel like, or John 3.16, it's become somewhat of an idol. And we have to be careful that we don't make idols in life that are something that we exalt more than God. Amen? We have to be careful of that and what we sow into. And so we got to think about this. And I, and I love this thought that it's breaking up. It's time to break up with things that have been holding us back from God. I have to break up all the time, not with my wife who just sat down. She looked at me like, what did I miss? What are you telling them? <laughs> But we have to break up with things that hold us back from God. Amen? I break up all the time. I broke up this morning with some things in my life. I want to be honest with you. I'm, I'm all stressed out. I can't find my key right now. You wonder why pastor's car is sitting out there with an orange cone in front of it. It's a long story. I lost my key. It's the only one. <laughs> I don't want anyone to hit my car, so I put a big orange cone in front of it. If anybody finds that key, God bless you, Lord. Let that key appear. But I got to tell you what. I went to bed, last, I told my wife last night, I said, I can't go to bed, I can't do anything until I find this key. And, and I started thinking of all the scenarios, right? This is going to cost us much, da, 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 da. I won't find it, we can't go to pastor's conference. I mean, I just dumb stuff. How many know the enemy starts pouring in all these thoughts in our mind? Finally, I literally said, I'm, I literally had to break up and say, Lord, I'm just going to trust in you. Because it almost stole my joy. I mean, I was walking around just, like, upset. I walked the entire church property last night. I'm not lying. It's time to go to bed, and I'm like, so I mowed the grass. I walked every place I mowed last night in the middle of the night with my phone and my light. This is what I looked like. Two hours. I got, like, 7,000 steps last night. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And so I walked, and I walked, and I walked, and I went to bed, and I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to trust in you i got to break up with that. So how I many know, sometimes we think of only as big things. But sometimes the enemy comes into those small cracks. And if he can get in that small crack, all of a sudden he can begin to divide our mind and our peace. So we need to break up. Say break up. Break up for things in our life. Maybe you need to break up with depression. You need to break up with fear. How do we break up with these things? Well, it's in the word of God. Amen. This is the greatest antidote to anything right here you ever find. Break up with that addiction. I've been hearing more and more stories how there's such an epidemic, especially in, 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 I would say, 20 and under. There's an epidemic right now with a lot of prescription drugs. And there's a lot of good people who are, are abusing things like that. I got news for you. If that's something you struggle with, break up today in Jesus' name. Amen? And I'm not here to ever point fingers. I'm, we're here to say, you can do this. You can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives you strength. It's a major problem. 
We think it just happens in, in the worst parts of America, but it's happening in, in the business world, in the white-collar world. It's happening in your school. It's happening in the junior high school and in the elementary schools. Things are happening. Church, we need to break up with things in our life so that we can help reach people who need help, who need Jesus. Amen? And if we are true believers of Jesus Christ and we are still doing things that we did 20 years ago, break up with that thing so God can use you. Amen? Break up. I challenge you today to say, God, I'm ready to, to, to be fully used by you. Maybe it's language. Maybe it's, say, someone, how many, I'm, can, is it okay if I just get in your business a little bit today? Come on. Because Jesus got in my business last night. The Holy Spirit got in my mind. And so I just say, whatever it is in our life, break up with it. You've got to break up. I want God to use you. I want God to use me. I want God to use us in an amazing way. And we have to say, I'm done. I, I'm not done with my glass. I forget how bad I can't see anymore. <laughs> Break up because it's my season to see fruit in my life. Harvest Land Church, it's our season for fruit. In this place. How I many we have been sowing? We have been praying. I know you have. I know you have. I sense it in my heart that you in this church, I know it. You say, Pastor, I'm believing. I'm believing right with you. And I feel it. Guess what? It's our season. Amen? It is our turn. Let's say that it's our turn. It's our season as a church body to see an out of fruit. The things that we've been sowing, God, it is our season to see souls saved, people healed, marriages restored. Amen? Prodigals coming back. That's what my what's probably one of my biggest desires in my life is to reach prodigals and, and, and people who are kind of overlooked, maybe outcasts. And Lord, I, I believe in it is our season. Let's go back to Psalm chapter one. And remember, as we read this, we have to be able to discern what season that we are in. So you have to discern what season you're discern what season you're in. Maybe you're in, in the fall season of life. You feel like, you know, there's a change and things are starting to really change. And, but maybe you're in, in whatever season is Psalm 1, verse 1. Read it again. Blessed is the man who walks not in the council. Say that with him. Walks what? Not with the people who don't have good advice. And the council of the ungodly, nor stands, keyword there, stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Walk, stand, sit. Those words are not there by accident. They have meaning. There's a purpose for walk, stand, and sit. Talking about things changing, talking about breaking up, talking about things like this. Uh, uh, some of you in this room have probably, who's ever been in a taxi before? Ever been in a taxi? Heather, you've been in a taxi. I was with you. We were in a taxi in Jerusalem. <laughs> but we've all been at, and I'll put your hand, who's, who's ever riding Uber? Okay, not as many, so it hasn't hit Michigan yet. There are parts now in the United States, especially like in the major cities like New York City, Chicago, L.A., that Uber now is overtaking taxi driving. You say, what does it have to do with your sermon at all? Let me explain. I share this on Wednesday night. It talks about, you know, so Uber is taking over. There's more Uber drivers now than taxi drivers in some cities in the United States. It's, it's one of those things. Guess who doesn't like Uber? Taxi drivers. They are not happy with the season of change. 
They are not ready to change. Even though there's probably a better system now in place, some of those people, I guess there's reports that they're, they're like threatening to like start unions and do all these things because they're not really happy about you know, what's going on with Uber because it's taking their business away. So I would like to say to that person, instead of complaining about it, why don't you become the best Uber driver ever and, and leave the taxi business and say, you know what, this is what's working now. Let's jump on board and become the best Uber driver ever. Amen? See, there are seasons of change. The Bible said in, in, right here in, in Ecclesiastes 3, there will be a change. There will be a seasons of change. I have news for you. God is still the same God. Amen? But he is also doing a new thing on the earth. Amen. And we have to say, Lord, I need you to change me so that I can be the most effective person to reach a generation. Amen? How many know that's true? There's a reason why we, we have to go through seasons of change. It doesn't mean the word change. It doesn't mean our God never changes. But we have to be prepared to say, God, I'm willing to change to be the best that I can be. Blessed is the man. So walk, sit, stand. Number one, be careful who you're walking with. Amen? Watch out who you are walking with in your season. There will be people who only come around you in your season of blessing. <laughs> and they will love you. They will send you great messages on Facebook. Listen, I don't get... I don't think any of us do. I, I try not to get too wrapped up in that because I, I, my, my, my true friends are, I'm looking at them right here. Amen? Some of you have like 100 friends, maybe you have 1,000 friends. This is my family, and then I have my family family. So this is, this is it. And so we got to be careful who we listen to, who we talk with, and we have, to, we have to be careful. We need to break up with emotional ties that keep us from going to the next level. Amen? There are things that will keep you from going to the next level. And I believe that we constantly should say, God, I want to go to the next level. Break up with those things, those emotional ties that keep you. So don't walk with the ungodly. If they don't have any good advice to give you, then don't receive it. Amen. How many know, have you ever been given bad advice and you're just like, I don't, I don't want to receive that? You don't have to make them feel bad. As a believer, it's not our job to be like, oh, you're wrong. And I... No, we don't have to make people feel bad. But we can just say, you know what, kindly just say, you know what, that's, that's a, I, I have a different source. It's called the Bible. I'm going to listen to that. Oh, however you want to say it. But we don't have to listen to the counsel of the ungodly if it's not godly advice. You know, if you're getting your relationship advice from a TV show uh, over God's word, you need to break up. Amen? It's right there. You know, if you, if you make your decisions based off what your horoscope says, you definitely need to break up. Amen? <laughs> it's God's word. If you get advice from people who don't know God, especially if you're trying to get relationship advice from someone who doesn't know God, you need to break up. Amen? You need to get advice from some godly people and seek it out because I believe it is your season to grow in God. But we have to break up with some things. Break up. Remember, Psalm 1-3, whatever you do shall prosper. Whatever you do shall prosper. So we need to be careful what words we sow. We need to be careful that we aren't the people that sow those words. 
Uh, Proverbs 6 19 says this about sowing discord. Speaking of sowing, a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brothers. Church, we need to be careful what we sow even in our own life and in people around us. Amen? I don't want to be the person who people uh, get wrong advice from if it's not from God, if it's from my own book of opinions, right? You know, there's not a chapter in my Bible that says opinions. I haven't found it. You, have you found that one yet? Yeah, the book of opinions says this is what I think about life. Well, what does God think about life? Amen? I want to sow encouragement. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore, in comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing. Church, let's continue to edify one another. Amen. How many of we need encouragement in our world today? I know people right now that are hurting, going through hardships, going through all kinds of struggle. It is our job to encourage one another. We don't know what season someone is in. You don't know what somebody's past is. You're going to hear some amazing testimony. If you're coming today, you're going to hear a testimony of a dear saint in, in, who, who, in Mary Lou. And I, I'm just going to give you a little, a little heads up. Who, who went through a lot of hardship. Her, her seasons early in life were not so easy. A lot of things happened in her life. But in 1983, she met a man named Jesus Christ. And guess what? Her season changed. She broke up with her past. Now, could she change some of the things that happened in the past? No. But did it define her anymore? No. Church, how many know when you met Jesus, your season changed? And it is time to declare if there's some things in your life that you still need to break up with, break up. I want to encourage you to break up. All right. I don't know why I keep taking these off. My goodness. I refuse to believe I wear glasses. Number one is walk. Breaking up with those things. Don't seeking advice from people who haven't been where you're at. Um, if I am asking a 20-year-old, I love 20-year-olds. Some of you are older than 20 years. There's nothing wrong with being 20. Dean, you're older than 20. I know that. <laughs> you're close. But if I ask a 20-year-old who's never been married, for marital advice, come on, amen? If I ask somebody who's never been saved for advice about having a godly marriage, guess what? That is wrong advice. <laughs> I need to seek out some people who have been through some things. I need, a, I need to find someone who's had a recipe for success. I love to visit Brother James. Brother James is still doing okay. He can't be with us uh, much anymore, but I was at his house recently. I have news for you. I like being around him. He's 97 years old. He loved his wife dearly. He opened the door for her until just before she went home to be with the Lord. All the time I'd see him opening the door for her and doing his thing. I like to be around Brother James because why? I seek advice. I just like to see well, how he did life. Now, I seek advice from him. You know why? Because he's been there and he's done that. Allow God to use your testimony to help somebody else out. Amen? Break up with getting counsel from the ungodly. Okay, the next part of that verse, or stands in the path of the sinners. Ask yourself this morning, where am I standing in my relationship with God right now? You know, you're either growing or you're declining, I believe. 
I believe that we all should be constantly saying, God, I want to grow. Where are you standing in your relationship with God? Do you stand in agreement with his word? Do you stand in agreement with, with what God says about moral issues? Are you still applying those, those, those words that God gives us in his scripture, his holy scripture? Do you apply those words in your daily life? Ask yourself, where do I stand with God today? Because I believe this is the season for you to know who you are in Christ. Because things are not going to get any easier. Come on, somebody. Things are getting a little bit tighter and tighter, harder and harder. Amen? But better and better and greater and greater at the same time. Right? We have to know who we are in Christ. We ha- I hope I can sit down with you one day and have coffee and you can just tell me, you know, your testimony. You can tell me kind of, you know, what God is doing in your life. You can tell me how you're growing in your life. I pray that you would be able to say, I know where I stand with God. I know that right now that if, if everything was taken away in our country, we, if we were not allowed to have church services anymore, I pray that you'd say, we're going to find a way to have church. I'm going to open up my house. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am in right standing with God. Right standing. Amen? We have to know where we stand with God. We have to break up with those thoughts that tell us that we, that we are kind of away from God and say, I am close to Jesus. See, we have to realize that not only has God called us to be evangelists, but I have news for you. The devil is also an evangelist. He's an evangelist for the kingdom of darkness. And he's a pretty good evangelist. He's constantly trying to change people, to, to convince people that they're worthless, they have no hope, that you're a sinner, that you can't be used. Listen, if the enemy is an evangelist, we have to be aware of his lies. We have to know where we stand with God. Church, come on. But remember, the only thing that the enemy has to listen to is the word of God. Let me say that again. The enemy has to listen to the word of God. He doesn't have to listen to your opinions. He doesn't have to listen to your favorite song that says, you know, something about the devil, this and that. But when you speak the word of God, the enemy has to obey. Right? We understand that's what the word says. You know, you remember, remember when Jesus was in the wilderness, and, and this is after he had, he had been baptized. and He was there in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And how many think he was probably kind of hungry? A little bit hungry? I mean, he's the son of God, but yeah, he probably wanted, you know, uh, something to eat because he was 100% God and 100% man, so he was hungry. And once you know that the devil, the devil comes and tempts the son of God. If the devil thinks he can trick the son of God, let me tell you something. He knows he can trick you and I too, right? But he ain't, he ain't going to win. So what does he do to Jesus? What is the first thing he tempts him with? You remember that? It says right here, verse 4, it says in Matthew chapter 4, Satan says to Jesus, hey, turn these stones into bread. Now, do we know that Jesus knew where he stood? Yes, Jesus knew who he was. He was the son of God. He was the most high. His response, so Satan tempts him in the very place that he knew he had a need. He was hungry. Turn these stones into bread. How many have ever been tempted to eat something that you know you shouldn't eat? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's summer, Heather. I just feel like having an ice cream. 
Now, that's not a sin, but how many know we give in to stuff all the time? If I'm not eating for 40 days, it would be really hard to turn down a fresh loaf of bread out in the desert. <laughs> was it Olive Garden breadsticks? I don't know what it was. Red lobster biscuits? Who knows? That would be really hard. Come on. But the enemy said, turn these stones into bread. Jesus answered. He said, it is written. Do you know where you stand? Come on, we need to know the word, don't we? Where we stand is we say, it is written. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can break up with this sin. I can break up with this mindset. I can break up with this fear. I can break up today with this attitude. Come on. I know sometimes Christians have attitude. I mean, Christians, I'm like, you got some attitude. You shouldn't have so much attitude because you have Jesus. Amen. We should be, come on, Christians, we should be the kindest, most giving, loving people. And I don't mean you have to change your personality to be something fake that you're not. But we should have an attitude of gratitude all the time. Because look at the Lord has done. Amen? And if you are a believer and you know Jesus has saved you, then guess what? It should just be easy to worship. Hallelujah. God, put that step in my foot. I'm, I'm, I have an attitude of gratitude. Thank you, Jesus. I know where I stand. I know that I am born again. I know that my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I know that no word that the enemy says about me because it is written in the Word of God, and I'm ready to break up. I'm ready to break up with those things. Whatever year you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, you made a declaration right there. You told the devil, it is written, I am bought by the blood of Jesus. You might not have said it, but he saw it. Amen? In the spirit, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is written. And then, and then the devil goes on to say, because that doesn't work, right? So he says, well, well, Jesus, throw yourself off this cliff because the angels will come and they'll catch you and they'll take care of you. Go ahead and do that. He's trying to tempt Jesus. So he knows the one thing didn't work. He tried another. Church, the devil won't ever stop. Guess what? We never stop. Every single day, God I know that it is written in your word. I am more than a conqueror. That thing that I still want to do that, that tempts me every day, I know today, God, I am not going to surrender. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to stand. I know where I stand in Jesus. I broke up a long time ago with that thing. I'm not going back to that bad relationship. Amen? You ever broke up with somebody when you're a kid? Not married. Come on. Don't make it into a bad thing. <laughs> Have you ever had that and, and one of your friends and you're like, don't go back with them. Just don't. And then they do and it's worse the second time and you're like, I told you. How many know sometimes we go back to sin, amen, and we go back to that thing that we were set free from and we realize it's no good, it's empty, there's no hope in that. We got to know where we stand. We need to know the word before the enemy comes knocking. Amen. Can I keep going just for a minute? I'm going to close. I said 20 to 30 minutes, and I am on my watch right now. A few minutes left. I want to pray that we would go deeper. So we're talking about breaking up. If you break up, God will build up. We sing that song today, Build My Life. If you uttered those words, I pray that when we sing that you would sing those words and not look, just don't even care. doesn't even matter. Just... Our worship team is awesome, fantastic, but I take the words in, amen? Read the words, soak them in. Build my life 
so that if you want to break up, you have to have God build up in your life. You know, if you're, if you're teaching something and you say, if you want to go deeper, if you want to be a better teacher, you need the anointing. How do you break up? It comes through the anointing. Amen? And listen, people aren't necessarily anointed, but we walk in the anointing that God gives us. You understand? We ever hear somebody say, wow, they're really, that person is really anointed. That's not exactly true. What it is is the anointing of God is all over that person. That, that anointing is over that guitar player. That anointing is all over that drummer, that keyboard player, that singer. That anointing is all over that greeter back there. That anointing is all over that person out there uh, planting some flowers. Listen, it's, it's, sometimes we got to realize that the glory goes to God and we know where we stand. And the anointing is what takes us to the next level. If you want to break up with that thing in your life and go to the next level, say, God, I want your anointing. Fill me. Cover me with the anointing. Amen? Because in my own, I can't do these things, but the anointing makes us do amazing things. If you, are a, if you ever have the opportunity to preach, and I said that we're all preachers, I pray that everybody in this room this week has the opportunity to preach. Amen? Kroger is a great church. I preach there all the time. I'm not kidding. I preach at Tim Hortons through the drive-thru. I've been building relationships with people at different stores. I just constantly, and in preaching doesn't mean you're there like, thus saith the Lord, you need to, no, no, no. It's just letting people know that Jesus loves them, amen. If you want to be a great preacher and preach in power, preach with authority, ask for the anointing, amen. If you're on the worship team, you desire to go to the next level, ask God today, cover me with the anointing. I don't want it just to be my talent. I don't want it to be just my good looks, which they're all great, talented, and good-looking people. <laughs> we want the anointing, amen? Especially Chase. He's looking dope today, all dressed up nice. And I'm like, that guy's got looking good today, boy. Worshiping Jesus up there. He's like, why is Pastor Pete talking Praying, playing a bass for Jesus. Anointing, amen? My wife's always looking, well, I can say that. Nobody else. I won't go anymore with that. If you want to see your family relationships restored, church, pray in the spirit and walk under the anointing. Amen? If you want to have the best marriage ever, and who doesn't? Only a fool. I want you all to have the best marriage ever. I'm okay with a little, if you, if you want to kiss your spouse while I'm preaching a little bit, don't make it weird. Just give them a kiss on the cheek. Say, I love you. You're looking beautiful today. Come on, let's be real. Can we be real in the house? Amen? I want your marriages to be great. Guess what? Pray that your marriage would walk under the Spirit and be anointed. I mean, your marriage can be anointed. Did you know that, married people in this room? Your marriage can be anointed. Your marriage can show other people who aren't married yet how it's done. I pray that your kids, don't be afraid to show affection around your kids. Come on, amen? Let the anointing, let the love of Jesus, let the anointing, everything we do should just glorify God, amen? We need to break up with those mindsets that we have to act a certain way in church. I want to just worship God under the anointing and just say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Amen.
If you want to see this church grow like never before, let's say amen to that. We need to pray and walk in the spirit and walk under the anointing at all times. God, I pray that we would, everything we do, whether it's, it's out in the foyer, in the kitchen, on the stage, in the sound booth, Lord, everything we do would be under the anointing that we would break up with those ways that we've always thought worked and say, God, let your ways be it. Let's stand. This one's a little more important maybe than some of those for, for something that might be holding somebody down. Maybe you need to break up with an addiction. How many know our God is an addiction breaker expert? I mean, there's no. So yesterday, my wife, we, I don't know what we were talking about. It wasn't the keys that I lost, thank goodness. But she brought up her old boss. Her boss's name is Carol Maker. And I know Carol. Heather worked for her in Pennsylvania. And, and Carol, um, what drug was it? Or what, what was it? Oh, no, fifth. Her boss, you would never guess it in this world. Who, can, what, what, who doesn't mind me using them as an example? What lady? Does somebody raise your hand? Oh, Jennifer, uh, Alyssa just raised your hand for you. <laughs> Je- perfect. Jennifer's so sweet. Now, Heather's boss, this lady is so sweet, like Jennifer. I can imagine Jennifer, her boss was drinking a fifth of vodka every day and cutting hair with scissors. Carol Maker, every day, fifth of vodka, just destroying her body, literally destroying her life. Hopeless. No purpose in that. I mean, that's, that's not a future. But the enemy was doing something to trigger that, and she felt like she needed that. But she met Jesus. She met Jesus. And Carol Maker said the day that she met Jesus, she never desired one more time, never. And this has been many, many years. Never desired one more ounce of this stuff. Jesus is the greatest antidote to anything you need to break up with. Amen. (laughs) The Word of God, knowing who you are. Listen, so whether you're walking with the ungodly, maybe you need to know where you stand with God. And maybe... You're sitting in a place in life right now and you're like, I need, to, I need some things to change in my life. I want to encourage you today to ask God for the anointing. Maybe it's a greater anointing. Many of you in this room have, I've prayed with you before. I say, Lord, I pray for a greater anointing. You're anointed, but how many know we can ask for even a greater anointing? Do you remember David? What, what did they do to David? They, they anointed him. The anointing propelled his life. It changed his life. It changed his identity. He's like, I know who I am. And maybe there's people who go to church their whole life, but they never walk under the anointing. They never really experience the power of God, the joy and freedom of breaking up with things. And I want you to experience what it means to have that anointing in your life. I want to see you pray for people online and see things happen. I want to see you go on missions trips. I, I, I want to pray over Claire in a few weeks that when she goes to Trinidad, the a greater anointing over her life that she'll see many people healed and saved and set free and come to Jesus Christ. I want to see today, 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 
as we meet people, maybe you're going to go to the restaurant, the store, maybe here at Harvest Land all day, I pray that the anointing people would see Jesus all over you. But first, we need to break up with some things. And that song that I sang not so well is they say that breaking up is hard to do. What Jesus, he does all the work. We just say, Lord, would you take me to that next level of anointing? Would you remove that desire? Would you remove that thought? And, and it might it might be an instant thing like Carol. It might be a lifetime journey, right? Paul would say, I have this thorn in my side. So there, it, it, whatever God does, he's working. As long as we're obedient, we say, God, I'm ready to break up with this thing. And I believe greater things are yet to come. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And I pray, and I want you to understand that greater things are yet to come if you believe it. God says, I already have it all ready for you. There's a time to sow. There's a time to reap. And everything has a season. And I declare that it is your season of prosper. It is your season of greater anointing, of greater influence. If you work in a factory, if you work in a school, if you're a student, if you work in an office, if you work outside in the in a construction or or you work for a company outside or whatever whatever you do, if you're retired, you gotta say, Lord, this is my place. You've given me this place to be my to be a ministry, to use me to to to, to be a a mouthpiece for you, really. And I when you stand for God, you become a beacon of light. Father, I pray over every person that is here right now in the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that we would understand that it is our time. And I pray for those people who have a hard time seeing the abundance of God because their words keep canceling out the harvest. Lord, I pray you'd open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts, but Lord, and our desire to know you more. To, to get godly advice, to be careful of scornful people, be careful of becoming bitter ourselves or becoming angry ourselves. God, that we can walk in freedom and say, I don't receive that. I am breaking up with anger, hurt, bitterness. I'm breaking up with an attitude that I carry sometimes. I'm breaking up with this addiction, this sin, and declare it today. Speak it out. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. And if you're ready for a greater anointing in your life, you need to ask God right now, God, take me to that next level. I'm ready for a greater anointing. He's ready to pour out. Pour out right now. Holy Spirit, would you just pour? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just if you're saying, God, I'm ready for a greater anointing in my life. I don't want this to be a, a status quo Christian. Listen, church, let me tell you, before I go any further, i got to say this, because this is for all of us. I don't want to be a church that maintains. There are a lot of churches that just kind of maintain. I want to be a church that excels. Amen? That we are hungry for God. We are hungry for a move of God. I'm not interested in just getting by, maintaining, 
barely making it, just surviving. No, I want to thrive. I want to, I want to just see our church go to that next level of a greater anointing. Amen? Lord, take us to that next level. Right now, all over this place, I'm asking God right now, God, would you speak to every heart, every mind about the season that we're in? ask you right now to tell the Lord what it is that you need to break up with. If there is something, break up with it. I break up. I break up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I am excited about what's next in our life. I'm excited about leaders in this church who are growing. I'm excited to see people who are being set free. We are in this together. Nobody in this room, I want you to hear this, nobody in this room is, you're a, you're a better Christian. You, Jesus must love you more. No, we are, in, we are a family of God, amen. We are only as strong as they would say in sports as your weakest person. We need to lift one another up, edify and encourage. And I want you to know, no matter what you go through, you will be loved. You will be supported. Because that's what Jesus would do. Lord, I pray a blessing now as we leave. We have a big day ahead of us, Lord. Many people in this room are traveling. Some have other things going on. God, strengthen us. Empower us. Use us. Let there be a greater anointing in our prayer life, our worship experience, our devotion to the Word of God. A greater anointing in our marriages. I pray for the singles who are looking to mingle. God, that they would, Lord, look in all the right places and not be led astray, not be sitting with someone who has the wrong intentions. God, would you bring great people into their life? Lord, I speak that. You would bring people. Lord, would you bring more people into this assembly, to this house, that we can get to know and fellowship and, Lord, just experience you together with. Now bless each one. Thank you for this church. Thank you for being with us in this day. We thank you for this time we've had together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you pray the prayer, if you broke up with something today, declare all day. Amen. Greater anointing in your life. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. I want to remind all of those who are able to come today, 1.30 viewing, 4 o'clock service, meal afterwards. I could use some help in just a few minutes. We'll wait for a minute here. We're going to set up some more chairs. And uh, if you find a key, <laughs> bring it to me. God bless you.